Content warning. This podcast mentions suicide. If you are contemplating suicide or having suicidal thoughts, please call Lifeline on 13 1114 or the Suicide Callback Service on 1300 659 467. If you're in immediate danger, call 000. Hello, Mel. How are you? Yeah, good. This is actually, it's the morning finally, so it's I actually haven't. And I haven't been here for two days. Yeah, so we actually haven't said hello, really. This is actually a genuine greeting. A genuine, authentic greeting. <clears throat> so yeah, I've been sick, so sorry, listeners, if I clear my throat. A lot. I hope I don't have a coughing fit, but we can edit that out, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I've got quite a husky voice happening. Yep. But, you know, apart sexy from that... Sexy husky voice. Is it? Yeah. Husky voices are sexy. Sometimes. Play like Scarlett up. Johansson. Yeah. Vibes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the Scarlett Johansson of crime podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, i You can just take your own... You've labelled yourself <laughs> <laughs> Scarlett I, Johansson. I look uncannily like her as well. Oh, totally. It's just uncanny. You're, I get it all the time. You're a blonde bombshell, Josie. <laughs> <laughs> Tiny, like... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I took advantage of my sick time to research the fuck out of some mysteries. Great. Which will be fun. And I also lurked in the Facebook group way too much. <laughs> I did notice that because <laughs> normally I'm like approving everybody because I'm at work on my computer and I just do it when it pops up and Josie goes into <clears throat> meetings a lot. But this time it was like every time I saw the notification, it was like already done. Already done. Already <laughs> approved. We're talking about the All Aussie Mystery Hour Facebook group, of course, which if you haven't joined yet, you must. Yeah. It's just a stack of weirdos yeah. like us. Yep. Um, Absolute weirdos. You can find it on the pedestrian.tv Facebook page. And we put things in there like that relate to the podcast, mm-hmm. pics especially, yep. to support what we're saying, you know, visual ideas, especially like the Lunar Park one. The pic oh, was yeah. really crucial to the story. Mm. So that helped. But we also just chat about Yeah, other we just things. talk shit about crime yeah. all the time. And we've got some wonderful members in there yep. who give us ideas as well for like yeah, future totally. episodes and like crimes and mysteries that we might not even know about. One guy reminded me of one from Newcastle that I'm going to do down the track because I forgot about it. Yeah. I haven't heard about it since I was a kid. It's a ghost story. So thank you for that. Yes, we love it. But yeah, please join us and also head to iTunes and do the rate Five stars, obviously. <laughs> Always. The rating thing. <laughs> Leave us a nice review because we have some bad ones. Oh, God. But they make us laugh. They do. I'm at the read beginning, one. they made us cry and yes. then they make us so laugh. So at first, we were really upset because people just like didn't understand us and the genius that is All Aussie Mystery Hour. But then we got lots of nice comments, people joining the group and people saying that they liked it. So now the mean ones make us laugh. I'm going to read one because it's so funny. Uh, one star. <laughs> the subject line is boring and uninteresting. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Hosts talk about themselves too much <laughs> and say, yeah, like, way too often. <laughs> Look, he's not wrong. <laughs> he or she. The podcast equivalent of being stuck on public transport with teenage girls. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. We sound like Jemay and Jemay too. <laughs> Topics could be interesting, oh. but they are poorly presented. Oh. Okay. All right, mate. <laughs> I feel like, are we being sexist to think it's a guy? I've decided it's a guy. I feel like guy. it's a guy. It's I just don't guy. feel like girls would guys, talk about other girls No, like they wouldn't. They, they wouldn't. And also, look, you're not wrong. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> He's actually accurate. They're pretty poorly poorly presented. They're also, we do sound like teenage girls. We I absolutely say like do. all the time. Yeah. And I say like almost as much as I say fuck. So <laughs> I've listened to a few of our episodes and I realise when you present, I just sit here going, oh my God. Oh, so do I. It's bad. I'm, no. I need to be more intelligent with my responses. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. My mum actually like listen to the Luna Park one, which is hilarious because that's the one I'm like. You're like, mom. my fucking mom. <laughs> and she was like, Melissa, I've been listening in the car. Um, you swear a lot. <laughs> Does she swear? She's no. So person. my parents, this is to, to, to help everybody listening out. My parents are quite conservative, right? 
we grew up in a non-sweary household and okay. even to this day, like, we just got shit over the line. Right. With mum. Dad still gets mad about <laughs> really? it. Yeah. So, like, we don't even say... There was a time we couldn't say fart. <laughs> so... <laughs> I thought you were going to say fuck, and I'm like, that's reasonable. No. Fart. So, yeah, like, literally even fart. We used to call it a pritz. It was like... <laughs> It's like a weird made-up word, and my mum's Greek, and so I thought originally that it was it the Greek be, yeah. word for fart, but it turns out it's just a fake word. Right. And so, yeah, so we grew up calling farts pritzes. Oh, my God. See, <laughs> I, like, abbreviate pretty to pritz, so you'll show me, like, a dress or something. Yeah. I'll be like, oh, that's pritz. <laughs> I'm saying that's fart. You are in the Mason household. I will never yes, say that again. Um, that is yeah. so funny because my mum... Is quite the opposite. Yeah. And is a complete potty mouth and a hypocrite about it. So I'd be like, fuck. And she'd be like, don't swear. That's unladylike. <laughs> she actually swears like a sailor. And I have some of her quotes for this episode. Amazing. Because I wanted to get her thoughts. Yes. On I it. love this. And they are sweary. <laughs> Yay. Like swearing, warning, adult language. Don't be offended. Yeah. It's happening. I mean, I'm doing, we've been doing uh, that the entire season. No, so. but this is like... The C word. Oh, we've mm. got this. Oh, you've wanted to use the C word on here. And I'm quoting my mother, so it's not even me. <laughs> Don't at me. Um, so I'm doing Harold Holt. Yes. I've been waiting for this one. The disappearance of Harold Holt. Um, a lot of people have asked us for this. Mm-hmm. It's like when you talk about the big mysteries that have happened in our country, this has got to be top five. Yeah. Like our Prime Minister literally fucking disappeared. Yeah. So we do have a lot of international fans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... For them, they've probably figured it out. But a prime minister is like the highest political office, so a president equivalent. So it's like if Donald Trump <laughs> disappeared. God, yes. someone make it happen. Please, please. <laughs> um, one day Harold Holt was there and the next day he wasn't, mm. which is just wild to think about. Yeah. It's just so insane. I remember my dad telling me about this when I was young and just it boggled the mind. I was like, but, but, but how? Yeah. <laughs> So my parents were both alive when it happened, Mm -hmm. Um, but they were teenagers. But they can remember him and they can remember it and how fucking wild it was. So I've got a bit of background information I didn't want to just get straight into. And then he disappeared. Yes. So I'm sorry if it sounds like year 10 history class. No, I don't know anything about (laughs) Harold Hall. I want to know. So he was the 17th Prime Minister of Australia and he was elected in 1966 when serving as the leader of the Liberal Party. So I didn't even know it was oh, Liberal. I thought it was like Labor. I um, just imagine a Labor person going missing. Yes, you know, like yeah. They do something. I don't know. Labor to me are like the, the zesty party. Yeah, the zesty you know? and They're fun. like, woo, I'm going to do something crazy that might make me disappear. Whereas the Liberals are like, I'm going to sit here. And starch very, my shirt. I'm going to starch my collar. <laughs> yes. Very aggressively. So okay. again, some background information for mm-hmm. non-Aussie listeners. The Liberal Party, despite their name the more conservative political party. Our current Prime Minister, Scott Morrison. I had to look that up. I, I, I don't. I would anymore. not know him if I fell over him. I wouldn't know. <laughs> he is the Liberal Party leader as well. So for the past six years, I think yeah, we've been think so. Liberal, and before mm-hmm. that were Labour. It's, it usually it's been like, yeah, on, yeah. off, on, off. So Labour are a bit more... Um, they're more chill. Yeah, more and they're chill like, and a bit more woke. schools and like, yeah. ooh, hospital money and... Um, so Harold Holt was born in Sydney in 1908, but he moved to Melbourne to complete high school. He studied at the University of Melbourne. He got a law degree and opened his own practice. But at age 27, he went into politics. So he was a real like career politician kind of guy. And he became a protege of Robert Menzies. You might know that name from history class. I just know the name. <laughs> so Menzies went on to be prime minister twice. Oh, wow. Yeah. From 1939 to 1941. And then again from 1949 to 1966, and he retired and Holt took over. Mm. So that's how that came about. So Harold Holt was 57 when he became Prime Minister. He was sworn in on the 26th of January, 1966, the same day the fucking Beaumont kids disappeared. Oh, my God, it's the fucking (laughs) Glenel Kelman again. I know. That's what I messaged you about when I was researching it. I'm like, da, 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 da. I'm like, 26th of January, 1966. I like Googled. Oh. I'm like, I know that date. It's like Beaumont children disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, no fucking way. Every single one of our episodes is linked. I can't. Has there been? <laughs> the only one that hasn't is Monte Cristo. And that's yeah. because Monte Cristo was like in the fucking 1800s. Yeah. It's so weird. That's fucked up. 
I mean, oh, that's a hell mouth. That's if you live in Glenelg, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm very you're a sorry. demon. You're a demon. <laughs> <laughs> I also, in a very real way, want to go to Glenelg. Oh, I can't. I'm going to go on my trip. <sighs> I'm going on a big road there. trip, guys. If you didn't know, but yeah, I'm going to go. I'm like, we'll report into the group. I assume we want to meet you there and do an episode. Yeah, from do Glenelg. it. <laughs> we'll just steal the equipment from pedestrian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Set up a weird, like, soundproof Don't room me. under the, like, boardwalk at the beach. Let's do it right where Summerton Man was oh, found. Oh, that's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> anyway, so some things Holt did while he was in office. So for a liberal person, he actually was kind of woke. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of info I can get. Yeah. So he effectively dismantled the White Australia policy, which was this delightful law that prohibited non-European immigrants from coming to Australia. So it was basically to stop Asian people coming here. Wow. So he reversed that. Yeah. What nice terrible people. Um, Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So he reversed that. Mm -hmm. He also passed a referendum in 1967 that changed some of the constitution around Indigenous Australians and their rights. So it kicked off some progress around land rights and equal pay. Obviously, we still have a long way to go there. Um, But he kind of got the ball rolling. Yeah. It was also under his government that we moved out of the sterling area, which meant we no longer used pounds and we got our own currency. Oh, my God, you did so much. And he was also kind of bohemian and he was a supporter of the arts. Like, he was really (laughs) into art and, like, supported that. Um, But on a non-Wikipedia research level, I asked my (laughs) mum and she said, oh, I hated him. He was a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Just a casual... So like, thanks, mum. Mum was a teenager when he was in office, but she was like quite the hippie. Mm-hmm. And she can remember that Holt stood by U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson and the very controversial Vietnam War. Oh, okay. He famously right. said during a visit to the U.S. and my mum can remember this mm-hmm. all the way with LBJ. Ah, oh, yes. Um, which was really badly received over here in Australia because we were sending young men over yeah. to Vietnam to their we deaths. Had conscription too. Didn't yeah. We? yeah. So he was kind of polarizing in that way. Um, so Holt met a woman named Zara Dickens while he was studying at Melbourne Uni. She ended up moving over to England and marrying another bloke named oh. James Fell, but she moved back here and had three sons, including twins. She split with Fell in 1940 and got back together with Holt. Oh, that's kind of romantic. But it was kept kind of on the down low because oh. it was like they he didn't want to be seen to be involved in her divorce. Yeah, and it was still pretty controvert- um, yeah. controversial. Yeah. Conservative, no, yeah, then. yeah, and controversial, yeah. And he wasn't prime minister, but he was a politician, yeah. Then, so it was kind of on the Meanwhile, down low. Now we've got <laughs> now. fucking Barnaby Joyce, aka every murderer that yes. we've talked about. We've <laughs> every murderer looks like some sort of vampire murderer, man that just goes around murdering mm-hmm. people, um, having having an affair, legitimate love children with their staff members. So. Yes, and like look at Donald Trump and Stormy Daniels. And oh, totally, yeah. But Bill Clinton 60s, and all of it. But, well, this was the 40s. Oh, God, even more. Yeah. Um, they ended up getting married in 1946, and he legally adopted her three sons. Oh, that's nice. Who took on his surname. But Where'd the husband go? <laughs> I don't know. I think he moved back to England. Okay. Um, Bye. Spicy aside. Oh, I love a spicy aside. So Holt's biographer, Tom Frame, says it's an open secret that Holt was actually the biological father of the twins, <gasps> Sam and Andrew. Because they looked like him. Oh. And Zara was in Melbourne when they were conceived. Oh, you Spicy. little dodgy yeah. Holt little was sneaky bugger. Swinging it around. He was, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I was going to say something worse and I was like, no. <laughs> uh, Zara was a really successful woman in her own right. She had a chain of fashion boutiques Ooh. and she actually earned more than Holt, which oh, I'm kind yes. of in love with. Modern I love woman, it. I love it. Um, so her success meant they were able to purchase a couple of holiday homes. They had one in Queensland and one in Port Sea, Victoria, mm-hmm. which is going to come into play later. Okay. She's also quite the spicy lady. <laughs> I like. I already love her. Um, and s- since his disappearance, she's basically dragged his name affectionately through the mud. Which <laughs> Sarah. Which I'll also get into later. Um, so she was quite an outgoing and zesty person by all accounts. Yep. Although my mum weighed in and said she was a fucking bitch and she hated her. Oh, cool. Your mum hates her. Yeah. So at the some more really measured opinion from my mother <laughs> yeah. there. Thanks. Thanks, mum. <laughs> so that's kind of a bit of backstory in him and his personal life. But now we'll go to the events of December okay. 17th, 1967. 
So on Thursday, December 14th, Harold Holt had his last cabinet meeting and was in holiday mode. <laughs> so for anyone that's not Australian, in December it's hot as fuck yeah. <laughs> and everyone just wants work to be over yeah. so they can go to the beach, have a few beers, Christmas is coming. There's like a good vibe. Yeah. Everyone's kind of low-key stressed about Christmas mm-hmm. but also like just keen to like relax and yeah. chill. Like we might be tripping people over at the supermarket yes. to get the last it's turkey. Violent. It's violent it's down there. it's an affectionate way. Yeah. And then <laughs> everyone's like, thing. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Yes. Merry Christmas while I punch <laughs> you in the kidney so I can get the cloves. I beat you. I beat you with a turkey. <laughs> um... So on Friday, December 15th, he and his housekeeper, Mary Lawless, flew in a military jet from Canberra. So that's where the lodge is, the primary residence of the Prime Minister. It still is today. That's just where they live. Um, And then he went to Melbourne. He left Zara back in Canberra. She was planning the annual Christmas party at the lodge, which Mm -hmm. was to be held the following week. So once he got to his house in Melbourne, which was located in Turak, which is a very nice suburb for those of you who don't know it, He told Lawless that he was going to head to the Holiday House in Portsea for the weekend and planned to head back to Canberra the following Tuesday, December 19th, for the Christmas party. So like many Aussies, Harold Holt was, like, obsessed with being in the ocean. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he loved it. And that's why him and Zara had the two beach houses in Queensland and Victoria. So anytime he had a spare moment, he was swimming, diving, spearfishing, and he was quite kind of fit and outdoorsy and seen to be a man's man. I can't imagine like other people. Uh, Tony Abbott was a bit like that. Oh yeah, one he of was our always in the water. Yeah, when he had these tiny little oh, speedos. I hate that visual Ugh. is just scarring in my brain. And he would like run out of the water, and no, it wasn't good um, for non-Aussie listeners. He <laughs> was a got complete a dickhead rug. too. He's got like a real chest. Yeah, rug. really hairy. He's like super hairy, which is like. I always associate that with, like, virility, which is yeah. just, like, really, I think, why it's so gross. Because it's like, ooh, it's like... Tony could get it. You've got the sexy hair on your chest, mm. but I hate you. Mm. And you're disgusting to me. Yeah, he's awful. But I'm oddly sexually attracted to you. I'm just going to say it. He was probably, like, the hottest one that we've had. Yeah, I reckon. I used to think Malcolm Turnbull was quite He's daddy. very handsome. He's definitely yeah. daddy. He's like, he's a very handsome sort of salt and pepper. Yeah. George Clooney, but like, like rich sort of, very, I live like, like in the North Shore and. Silver spoon. I Yeah. And I have a lot of like rose gardens that someone else looks after. Yeah. And like three cavoodles. <laughs> when you know? I first moved to Sydney, <laughs> I moved to Bondi yeah. and he was my local member. Yes, he's so made, he's, I think yeah. yeah, I was living in Bondi at the time and he was my local member. So his, there was some kind of election, yeah. like local election. His photo was everywhere and I'm like, who's that, daddy? <laughs> like, that guy can get it. <laughs> and he ended up being, being the prime minister. <laughs> We're problems. Anyway, keep going. Um, I've so yeah, so Harold Holt loves oh, yes. being in the water. Loves being in the water. So he drove himself to Portsea and Lawless followed in her own car with clothes, food and provisions. So it's a town on the Mornington Peninsula. Mm-hmm. It's about 100 kilometres or just over an hour away from his Melbourne house. So on his way there, he stopped in a little town just outside of Portsea called Sorrento to buy some fish. And we're at the fish shop. He ran into his neighbour, a woman named Marjorie Gillespie, who had lived next door to in Portsea since 1961. She invited him around for drinks that night, and according to reports, he spent about an hour there with Marjorie and her husband, Winton, before having dinner at his own house. So another zesty aside, Mm. it came out later that he was having an affair with (gasps) her. This man? (laughs) Yeah. He's just getting around. He was getting around. Did he have an illegitimate child with her? No. Damn it. Uh, I think they were too old by that point. Oh, okay. I don't know. I feel like he's got some like yeah, spicy maybe. sperm or something because he made twins. So. <laughs> he did. Um, they'd been having an affair for some time. Oh, God. But that comes into play a bit later. Okay. okay. So the next day was Saturday, December 16th. His stepson, Nicholas, so the older of Zara's three sons, mm-hmm. the one that he wasn't the father of. Yeah. <laughs> Just the other one. The other one. <laughs> so Nicholas, his wife and baby came to visit. Holt played a spot of tennis with some friends, but not very well. He'd had a shoulder injury and he hadn't quite recovered from that. And there was a dinner party that night. Everyone said he was in his usual jovial kind of mood. Seemed really normal. The next morning was 
Sunday, December 17th, and he decided to go and see an English around-the-world yachtsman called Alec Rose sail his boat, The Lively Lady, into Port Phillip Bay. That is the worst name for a boat. The Lively Lady. <laughs> the Lively Lady. It's very 1967. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he thought that later he'd go diving and spearfishing, because he loved doing that, at a secluded spot called Cheviot Beach. So he phoned up his neighbor, I've written neighbor slash love interest. <laughs> neighbor slash lover. <laughs> lover. Marjorie and asked if anyone from next door would like to join him on this little jaunt. So at 11.30, he and Marjorie set off in one car. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and Marjorie's 20-year-old daughter. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> Marjorie's 20-year-old daughter, Viner Gillespie. Yeah. Her boyfriend, Martin Simpson, and Alan Stewart, who had dated Marjorie's other daughter, Sheridan, but she passed away in an accident, which is sad. that's sad. Um, But he was still friendly with the family. So they all set off in another car to the beach. So the spot where they headed is actually closed to the public, and it was back then as well. But because he was the prime minister, he could do whatever the fuck he wanted. Mm. Literally, they, like, got to the kind of – it's like an army – Fort, it's called Fort Nepean. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's like the land is army. Yes, so reserve. there's like a gate and there's a man. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like acting it out, but <laughs> no one can like see really me. really like got his shoulders up. I look up, like Popeye. Like doing some manly <laughs> army stuff. <laughs> I'm stopping you from going through the gates. So they kind of stopped him, but then he was like, I'm Howard Holt. Fuck off. And then they let him through. <laughs> you um, definitely said, I'm Howard Holt. Fuck <laughs> off. I'm Howard Holt. Fuck off. <laughs> they let him through, which, spoiler alert, they probably shouldn't have. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all I have to say about that, Sips Tea. <laughs> I literally can sip my coffee. <laughs> so they stood at Fort Nepean. Nepean? Yeah, I think so. Oh, Nepean Highway. Nepean Is that a Highway? Nepean yeah. Highway? Yeah. It must be Nepean. the name of someone who did something. Like Charles Nepean. Yeah. Probably. If anyone knows, tell us. Yeah, tell us who Nepean is. I'm not going to Google it. I'll We're forget not about Google it. it. We're not. <laughs> We're not. <laughs> We refuse. I frankly refuse to Google I who Nepean is. I researched this for days. I'm not Googling anything else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so then they stood at Fort Nepean and watched the lively lady do its thing. Do its thing. Do its written. thing. What the fuck is it doing? <laughs> sailing. I don't understand sailing at all. No. I just don't understand like the interest. Like watching it or doing it? All of it. Mm. Everything to do yeah, with people it. People go and watch like the Sydney day. No. Hobart? No. Fuck that. Like what are you doing? Just go have a normal picnic yeah. like the rest of us. You don't need to watch a weird boat do, you think do nothing. Do you just get bored and need something to do? Sometimes I think picnics are better when you have some sort of excuse to be there. Mm. Like, you know, like Moonlight Cinema, it's shit. I don't it's like watching so movies bad. outside. There's midges biting me. You can't hear it. You're on the ground. It's cold ground. Yeah. Usually it ra- once it rained on us oh and God, I literally same. had to lie under blankets. Spice World. Fucking Spice World. I went to Spice World with oh, with Maddie that we work with. Yeah. And our mate Al and it was fucking torrential rain. Yes. And there were all these tragic Spice Girls fans and like well that's it. Yeah. And we were all just there like under umbrellas, like <laughs> singing and <laughs> it was really fun. But it was gross. Yeah. Like it was super gross. Yeah. But it's like people do that shit because it's like, but now yeah. we can have a picnic. Well, it's that whole thing of like it's summer and everyone's yes. just like get outside and oh, totally. enjoy it. Whereas okay. I fucking hate summer. So oh, I, whoa. I'm the anomaly Huge call here. before you go into the next bit of the story, but fine. <clears throat> I, I, I just get sweaty. You know this. <laughs> okay. So they stood at Fort Nepean. Yeah. They so they're watched, watching. They watched The Lively Lady. Cool. Then when that was over, they got back into their cars and continued further down along the headland to Cheviot Beach. They parked their cars, walked down to the beach via a track. So this is still the army base yes. thing, isn't so it? Yes, so it's yep. still like super secluded. It's like right on the point of like that headland. Yeah. So they parked their cars, they walked down to the beach via a track and once they got down to the water, they noticed there was a lot of driftwood in the surf mm. and according, so I read an official government inquiry, that's where I'm getting my quotes from. So according to this inquiry, Marjorie Gillespie said, the surf was higher than I'd ever seen it and it was a full tide, but not unduly rough at this stage. The sea beyond where it was breaking appeared to be calm. Mm. Alan Stewart said, I noticed that the tide was high and the surf was very turbulent, in fact the biggest I have seen on that beach. And Martin Simpson said, I went into the water almost to my knees, and there was a very strong undercurrent, so I just splashed around without going in too far. Sensible. Yes. 
According to them, though, mm. <laughs> Holt also observed the tide was high but said, I know this beach like the back of my hand oh, <laughs> and didn't seem too worried about it. So he was super outdoorsy, as I've said, loved swimming, fishing, and he'd been warned a few times about his dangerous hobby by mm. friends and colleagues. And the doctor had told him to cut down on swimming because of his shoulder injury. And there was actually, apparently, in the paper that same day, the headline was um, Holt warned to stop swimming. Oh, wow. So the same yeah. day. Okay. Yeah, which is really fucking weird. Yeah. Um, he'd actually had two close calls in that same year. So on the 20th of May, while diving at the same beach, Cheviot Beach, he became distressed and called for help. He was pulled ashore by his diving companions. He remained conscious but turned purple and spewed up seawater. He blamed the incident on a leaking snorkel and his friends reported that he said, that's the closest I've ever been to drowning in my life. Exclamation mark. (laughs) On the 5th of August, he was spearfishing at Dunk Island on the Great Barrier Reef in Queensland and spent half an hour trying to spear a coral trout, but he gave up because he he got really short of breath and again had to get out of the water. Mm -hmm. So Harold... Come on. He's had many brushes with death at this point and has just been like, fuck you. Yeah. He says fuck you too much. <laughs> he does. He's really rude. <laughs> He's so rude. Your mom would hate him. My mom would hate Harold Holt. <laughs> My mom did hate Harold yeah. Holt. Uh, <clears throat> sorry. It's all right. <coughs> That's <it's> hot. <clears throat> so at this point when they were at the beach, it was about 12.15 p.m., Everyone kind of broke off and did their own thing, like some of them wandered along the shore, except Holt headed straight to the water's edge and without any hesitation started to swim out. Oh, my God. He's such a, like, weird fish man. He's just, like, macho man. Like, yeah. I feel like he was trying to prove something. Toxic masculinity. Yeah, which relates to this because everyone hung back on the shore, but Alan Stewart said to Marjorie, well, if Mr. Holt can take it, I better go in too. Oh. So there's this older guy that's like... <laughs> gone into the water and the young bloke's like I'll put a picture in the group he looks like Eddie Redmayne like I oh. saw the photo of the people that were there yeah. <laughs> like oh my god Eddie Redmayne was there Eddie Redmayne <laughs> he's <laughs> he's a time traveller yeah um, so Alan waded into where the water got a bit deeper and swam around a bit but he said he could feel a tremendous undertow rip around his legs at that point he looked further out to sea and he could see Holt was swimming calmly but Stuart said in his official statement that Holt looked to be in an area of dangerous turbulence, which built up quite suddenly. Stuart then looked towards the shore and he saw Marjorie was standing up and looking out to sea, like shielding her eyes. Mm. He swam back and joined her and she said, where is he? <gasps> Stuart and Marjorie both climbed up onto a rock to get a better view, at which point Viner and Martin, who had been strolling on the beach as young couples do, joined them on the rock. So Martin Simpson spoke to the Daily Telegraph last year for the 50th anniversary of the incident, and mm. he said when he and Viner joined Marjorie, his girlfriend at the time said, Mum, what's wrong? And Marjorie replied, he's gone. He went out to the rock and he's gone. Like a leaf on the tide, he's gone. Wow. Who says like a leaf on the tide, he's gone? That's <laughs> it's very <true>. poetic. <laughs> you okay, Marjorie? <laughs> um, the police report read, Marjorie had watched Mr. Holt continuously from the time he'd entered the surf and she saw the water become very turbulent around him very suddenly. It appeared to boil and these conditions seemed to swamp on him. Whoa. He was not seen again. <gasps> so apparently she was watching him and he just like suddenly disappeared. Yeah. There was no kind of... There was no flailing. It's no. just like he went under. So the group acted quickly. Alan Stewart ran back to the car, drove up to the front gate to raise the alarm, reaching the Officer Cadet School, which was an army training facility, at 12.45. The school was basically empty because everyone was on holidays because of the time of year, but they contacted Victorian police, and by 1.30, the search for Harold Holt began, which would go on to become one of the largest search operations in Australian history. Mm. So they had helicopters, they had police and Navy diving teams and rescue boats. <clears throat> By the end of the day, 190 personnel were involved mm. in the search. Wow, that's huge. And as it ramped up, there were closer to 350 people involved. The God. search was cut off when night fell and resumed at 5am the next morning, December 18th. The conditions were shocking. So strong winds, rough seas, it started raining. Teams of 50 divers worked in shifts, exploring rock pools and crevices near where Holt had last been sighted. But they had to free dive because of the conditions and they were getting slammed against the cliff face as they searched. So it was just, it wasn't looking good for old Harold, Mr. 
I know this beach like the back oh, of my hand. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so conditions over the next couple of days got even worse, which really hampered the search efforts. And although the w- weather cleared up by Wednesday, December 20th, um, the following day most personnel were withdrawn. Lieutenant Commander Phil Hawke, who led the Navy diving team, later said that any chance of finding the Prime Minister was lost by the Sunday night, so mm. the night that it happened. No trace of Prime Minister Harold Holt has ever been found. That's so wild. And he was declared dead in absentia, is that how you say that? Yeah. At age 59. A memorial service was held on December the 22nd. It was attended by US President Lyndon B. Johnson and Prince Charles, among other foreign dignitaries. But because no body was ever found, it's made way for some wild theories. Yeah, I was waiting for these because <clears throat> I was like, we can't just no, that's sit not it. here with this no. likely drowning no. and just stay there. So the first theory is drowning. Yeah. A coronial inquest in 2005, so they did an inquest into a lot of water-based disappearances in Victoria, and one of them was Harold Holtz. So they found that the cause of death was accidental drowning. I'm actually not sure about that because, as Marjorie described, it was really sudden. One second he was there, one second he'd gone. He was swimming calmly, according to Stuart, and at no point did he shout, put his arm up, or look distressed. And mm. he had in the past, like in May, I think, <clears throat> he'd said he was distressed and he'd yeah. been helped by his companions. Um, even though the sea was really rough, former Victoria Police search and rescue diver John Simon, who was part of the operation, says the water around the rocks remained clear enough to give them good visibility. He told the Daily Telegraph last year, we had good visibility below the waves. If he had been there, I think we would have found him. Hmm. So that's weird. Yeah. But then, I don't know, because I did nippers. You know yeah. nippers? Did you do nippers? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how, like, you, well, for anyone that is not Australian slash doesn't live near a beach, <coughs> nippers is like what your parents put you into when you're a kid and it's sort of beach safety and awareness and you yeah. sort of learn, like, how to swim in the in the surf and that sort of thing. Yeah. And one of the big things they go through is, like, rips and yeah. currents and, like, how to swim against them and how they work and that sort of thing. And I've definitely reckon I've been in – one time I did a comp – at Maroubra, mm. and it was hectic surf. And so this is the thing is they kind of just, like, send you out in the most insane conditions because <laughs> yeah. that's kind of the point is, like, yeah. so that you don't die, like, by drowning like Harold Holt mm. probably did, maybe. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> and at Maroubra, it was so crazy. And I remember, like, like, like literally the current can, like, it's almost like it wraps your ankle yeah. and pulls you under. Yeah. And so it's, like shit can be going on under the surface and like rips generally look calm yeah on the surface it's almost the calmest looking water and that's why international sort of tourists often get stuck yeah in the they surf think it looks fine and they're like well that's the safe bit because it's yeah. flat and it's like well no because the flat means that shit's going on underneath yeah and yeah but in saying that i mean if all these experts were like it seemed fine then I'm not going to sit here as someone yeah. that did nippers for five years and be like, you're wrong. But where was his body? That's what I'm wondering. Well, I guess if it was really hectic, could he have been pulled under and then dragged mm. out? And then if the if the current, if the rip went really far out, yeah, maybe. did he get just swept out to sea and then pulled into other different currents and rips and who God knows what's going on out there? Um, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I do also then feel like these investigators probably know more about the methods of the ocean and the way the ocean works <clears throat> yeah. than I do. So, um, Another theory is mm-hmm. suicide. Oh, okay. So some people speculated that he took his own life and drowned deliberately, especially considering how dodgy the conditions looked and how calm he appeared to be when in turbulent water. Mm. Um, so the reason I gave a bit of background is to like the dinner party and the tennis and it was because everyone close to him said he was in normal spirits. He was yeah. making plans for... The week after, he was mm. making plans for the following year. Um, it's not like his political career was like bombing either. Yeah, like, yeah, it was a bit polarizing, but he was quite he was quite popular. So when he took over from Robert Menzies, mm. there was then an election later that year. So he had to like win that on his own yeah. rights, and he did a oh, landslide okay. yeah. against the Labor person. So he was popular within the country, like. His son Sam said in an interview, there's no mystery. In essence, there's no credibility at all. No one in our family believes that. And Zara, in classic spicy fashion, said her husband was too selfish to commit suicide. <laughs> I love Zara. Like, Zara, come have a wine with us. 
Love her. Um, um, she's dead. But oh, in spirit, come and have a wine with us. In spirit, Zara. No, actually don't. I don't want to be haunted. No, I don't want no. haunted. I don't want ghost Zara coming and having a wine with us. Take it back. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> um, the 1968 police report also ruled out suicide, pointing out that Holt had followed an ordinary domestic pattern in the days before his disappearance and suicides in front of witnesses are really unusual. Yeah. <clears throat> and it seems like a difficult way to die by suicide because, like, are you just going to let yourself drown in commas? Like, yeah. Like, I, I feel like with drowning, I swear I've read this somewhere that it, people that have tried to drown themselves, there's this moment where, like, your, your like, Body instinct kicks mm. in to just swim to the surface. So that's why, and it's all, this is awful to talk about, but, like, you know, <clears> people, <throat> like, do things like, I guess... Wait themselves. Wait themselves, yeah. So it's like because your natural instinct would be to come back up and he obviously wasn't weighted or anything. Mm. So, yeah, it seems it doesn't seem plausible to me. Yeah, I don't buy that. This is where it gets really fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The story of a dead person gets really fun for me. <laughs> so another theory is that he staged his own death. Harold. <clears throat> so another... Well, this is about Marjorie. Okay. So Harold Holt was a massive slut, I've written here. <laughs> he was. We've already <laughs> um, that. And he had heaps of affairs. Oh. So one of which was obviously Marjorie, but Zara Holt had this to say in a 1985 documentary about her late husband. I felt like telling Marge about the other half dozen in the same position. Oh. He Ooh. was a womanizer. He loved them. He was charming to me. He really hid them beautifully. <laughs> I might know when I saw, but I didn't see. For I knew if I saw, so saw in inverted commas, mm. like she had to pretend that she didn't know, mm. I'd have to make a fuss and that'd be it and I'd have to leave him and I'd have to bring up three children. Anyway, I loved him. I had to make up my mind about that very early in my marriage and I decided, all right, if that's it, I'll look the other way, which I did. He was having affairs everywhere <laughs> and he, he made a big thing of never having a guard anywhere near him. I know why. He should have had a guard with him. <laughs> Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he could not keep it in his he pants. He couldn't keep it in his pants. So that was, like, quite known that a lot of – Robert Menzies didn't have a guard either. So yeah. he kind of said, oh, I'm just going to follow that tack. But it was because he was not swinging his penis around yeah. everywhere. So on that topic, some people think he faked his death to run away with a mistress. Ooh. So Ross Coulthart, a Nine Network – reporter, said he'd heard of a man who claimed to be a former spy for the Australian government, and he claimed that he helped Holt return to Australia several times since his disappearance <gasps> on the down low from his home in France. Oh, my God, that is so spicy. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh, my God, I love it so much. And I just imagine him in France. Yes. And he's just, like, living his best around, life in some <laughs> Yeah, just, like, always carrying, like, a breadstick. Yeah, with the stripy shirt on. Just begetting it up. Literally, because he loved getting his baguette out everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Loved to get his baguette buttered by the local ladies. (laughs) Amazing. Sorry, Harold. I'm saying this affectionately, like Zara. Yeah, affectionately dragging a name through the mud. We don't know he's dead. No, we don't. Well, wait. So this guy claimed that Holt swam around to the next bay, (gasps) got into a car driven by a lover. And slipped out of the country. Oh, my God. That is so... The spook claimed that Holt died of a heart attack in the south of France sometime during the 80s. Oh. I got excited. I thought we had sort of an ageing... Well, he was 59 in 1966. Yeah, but I thought it was going to be like one of those great old codgery sort of, you know... Or half dead people. <laughs> like but Hugh like, Hefner? Yeah. Oh, no, you know, he is dead. Like, yeah, I know, but for a long time, that was what yeah, he was like. Was they just, just never like, died. Like the queen. Cadaverous. Is she going to die ever? We don't no, know. No, she won't. She never will. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Um, so I love that. I love that theory. I fucking love that so much. So he just slipped like down and then just swam and that like actually does make sense in a way because like you like if they're if all these investigator if all these investigator people are mm. like no we would have found it, a it body. probably isn't a rip or <clears throat> current related death because we would have seen the body in this yeah. clear water yeah then him just going under quickly mm. maybe he went under and did a little swim swimming yep. swim around the 
coat. Into his little, I imagine it's like a convertible. Yes. And then he puts a disguise on. Absolutely. And she's got a scarf wrapped around her head. I was literally about to say a scarf. Oh, yes. And she's fabulous. And huge 60s glasses. My logical brain is like, how was she allowed into the restricted area? But he would have just paid off the guard. Yeah. Totally would have paid off the guard. He was that kind of guy. Yeah. And then they just, because a spy helped him, that's how he got out of the country. Yeah. It's so great. Maybe they sailed to France. Oh. Can you sail to France? No, maybe. <laughs> I mean, people can sail around the world. Yeah. So you probably can. Um, okay, this last one is fucking insane. Great. I also love it. It's batshit. Okay. So <laughs> there's a theory that he was a spy for the Chinese government. <gasps> what the fuck? <laughs> so a British former... Reuters? Is it Reuters? The media? Oh, yeah. It's Um, either Reuters or Reuters. Reuters. Uh, Whatever. Whatever. (laughs) Correspondent Anthony Gray was contacted by an anonymous source in 1983, claiming to have intel on the whereabouts of Harold Holt. They worked on a book for two months and eventually published it. It was called The Prime Minister Was a Spy. (laughs) Good good title, guys. Says it on the tin. Gets to the point. (laughs) Yeah. The book claimed that Holt had been working as a spy for the Chinese government for his entire Australian political career. Passing on intelligence under deep cover. The book said that in 1967, Holt became worried that ASIO, so that's the I love ASIO. Australian Security Agency, yep. for people that don't know, yep. was on to him. So he enacted his escape plan, which was to fake his drowning, get collected by Chinese divers and taken to a submarine. Fuck off. <laughs> submerged off Cheviot Beach. <laughs> that is so good. Oh, my God. How, I What? So he's, like, getting collected yeah. underwater by some yep. divers. They came and, like pulled him and but, then they, they put like a mask on him and then they swam out to the that submarine is and took him away. outrageous and beautiful and magical. That is a great <laughs> conspiracy theory. It has everything. It really does. Oh, I've just got the visual of him underwater yeah. getting fitted with a mask and just like paddling away with his flippers <laughs> to this fucking submarine. Oh my God. So what, then the theory would be that he went and lived in China. Yeah. So then he went and lived in Beijing, lived out his days. Fucking wonderful. Yeah. Um, some people that know things, have pointed out that the waters are too shallow for a submarine in that area. Mm, that's a boring little And Azara Holt, again, zestily pointed out, Holt didn't even like Chinese food. <laughs> Good one, Zara. I really like Zara. Same. Even though mum said she was a fucking bitch, I'm here for her. I'm, I, don't, I don't agree with your mum. No, nah, mum, you're wrong. She's a spicy bitch, which she's is very different spicy, to a fucking bitch. spicy bitch. Um, that book... They ended up getting in trouble. I haven't written it here, but I've read a whole thing about the book. They actually got in trouble for, like, not defamation because he wasn't there, but they kind of got sued. Lying? But then, <laughs> but then the, the, co, the anonymous source ended up getting outed as some, I think, other ex-journo. Oh. And then he sued for defamation when oh. they were like, this book is made up. He was like, don't call me a liar. Amazing. So it was this whole lawsuit that happened, and that, that's why Zara did the interview and said he d- didn't even like Chinese food. Because <laughs> that's going to be the reason why he... And they, Yeah, they basically said that the book was, like, offensive to the Holt family, and so it got it Probably got blocked. kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it kind of probably <laughs> is, but also I really like that theory. Yes. So they're the common theories, mm-hmm. and that's the story. New theory. Yeah, I think. Oh, yeah, you tell me what you think I think he got taken by a shark. Hence the sudden. Yeah. The water was dirty. Mm Mm-hmm. Like when they – it wasn't dirty when the guy was looking for him. But when they got there, there was all that driftwood and everything. Um, Sharks get really confused in dirty water. Mm -hmm. They think everything's a seal. Yep, they do. Every surfer that's ever had its butt bitten off. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the thing, like, for anyone that doesn't live near water slash – don't know if this is like an Aussie kind of thing. I guess like countries where there's lots of surfing and stuff, but mm. sharks generally don't like eating people. They just no. think that you're a seal. Yeah, they're not like super smart. No, they're pretty dumb. Um, so when you're actually kind of warned, be careful after a storm mm-hmm. because the water is quite dirty and their visibility is not not good. Yeah. Um, and it might explain why his body was never found and why he quite suddenly disappeared. Yeah, because if it was a shark... It would, or even if he didn't, because, you know, like, sharks, if they eat a human being, mm. they don't usually eat the entire human being. Yeah. But it would, 
then give a reason for how he could get dragged out of the area mm. quite quickly. Yeah, because sharks are fast. Yeah, they're really fast. Mm. So, that yeah, I mean, that's a pretty strong theory. I was thinking that as well when you said he disappeared straight underwater. Yes. It reminded me of the Jaws scene. Yes, like straight. With the girl, which is such a terrifying scene. My oh, God. my God. That opening scene. Yeah. Um, no, it's my theory so was not about a shark. Oh, okay. But I What's like that theory? theory. Oh, mine's fucking batshit as well. Okay. He was a mermaid. <laughs> that's why he loved the ocean. Yeah, that's what my thing was, was maybe <laughs> his fucking obsession with the ocean was that he was some sort of lizard man, mm, you know? He like, made you know, a deal like with Ursula you know to come to like, yeah. land. Well, you know how there's like that whole weird, con- it's not even a conspiracy, it's just some That Justin shit. Bieber's a lizard? Yeah, it's that whole like lizard men mm. theory that like, there are these humans that are actually lizards. I don't even know much about it. I yeah. feel like, you know who I feel like would know a lot about it is like Heno, our, de- like our deputy editor. Yeah. We'll just call him Heno. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like he has multiple times mentioned lizard people lizard in people, my presence yeah. at some point. Maybe Ben as well. They're like the Probably. conspiracy theorists. They are. Of the team. So anyway, back to the lizards. So maybe he's like a fish man. Well, yeah, and he's just on land pretending to be just a human. Yep. And then he did his job. Maybe his job was this Chinese government conspiracy <laughs> secret feeding, and then yeah. he just went back to his ocean family, and that's where he lives now. Still. He's still there. Yep. Alive. Under the sea. Yep. It's very, like, Little Mermaid slash It is. It's like an un... un James Bond. ...cute, unromantic <laughs> version of, of Little Mermaid crossed with some James Bond bullshit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. It's pretty. I didn't see that theory when I was doing my rounds. The mermaid. No, oh, that's because it came out of I my insane brain. I didn't see shark either, and I was like, shark. That that's was my weird. first thought. Yeah, and that's weird because that that is a very logical theory. Like mine is insane, obviously, but like a shark. Mm. I feel like I've heard that as a theory to yeah, how he disappeared. Um, when he was being warned about his dangerous hobby, he actually mm. said, you know, when people say things that then become really fucking mm-hmm. ironic mm-hmm. after it happens, he was like, oh, come on, like, the Prime Minister can't drown or get taken by a shark. What are the odds of that happening? It's like, oh, oh. doll, like, literally the next year he <laughs> disappeared. He just, he, he, he spoke his own future, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he really did. It's so, there's no theories about people offing him to get the government. Yes, so there was another uh, theory that it was a CIA hit on him because he was threatening to pull the troops out of Vietnam. Oh. And then Lyndon B. Johnson, like, showed up at the funeral. Oh, yeah. Which would be like... just happened to show up. Yes. Were you in town, Lyndon B. Johnson? I'm wiping my hands. Like, my job here is done. It was Lyndon B. Johnson. (laughs) It was definitely a He was a secret CIA. Sorry, American listeners. You killed (laughs) our prime minister. (laughs) We're joking, America. There was another Um, theory because of his shoulder injury. Oh, yes. That's why I I mentioned it. So, A, that his swimming was impeded because of that injury, but also that he was on morphine and that his judgment was... Mm. kind of clouded because of he was drugged up to his eyeballs. Yeah, look, I mean... Um, which would still be like a drowning. Yeah, but... But there actually yeah. more, more reasons A lot of people, that. the most common kind of conclusion is he was showing off in front of Marjorie. He was like, I can do this. I know the beach, like the back of my hand. And then he drowned because there was a rip. Yeah. The end. But I think it's just because there's nobody. It's just like, yeah. this is wild. Yeah, and I think that, yeah, like if... Yeah, if we think logically, he probably yeah. drowned. The body probably got dragged out yeah. to see, like that that forty five minutes or an hour mm. and a half or whatever before the police could actually start yeah. searching. You know, a lot like, can happen. A lot can happen yeah. in the water in that time. He probably, yeah, just like his body probably just decayed yeah. out at sea. If and an entire fucking plane him. can disappear, yeah, then a body can disappear. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Um, yeah, the ocean is big and full of weird shit. So it really who is. knows what happens out there. Um, and people like drown every day here in Australia and often their bodies aren't found. But I think just because it was the Prime Minister, yes, yes. that's why it's got this notoriety around it. Yeah. And it is fucking wild and I love it. Oh, my God, it's so crazy. Um, Marjorie like didn't ever talk about it, mm. neither did Viner. Mm. They were like reporters went to Viner's house, I think, last year because mm-hmm. it was 50 years. She was like, go away. Wow. <clears throat> I'd want to talk about it all the fucking time. Yeah, like, like Zara. Um, I'd be Zara. I'd be Zara Simpson in this operation. And Alan Stewart have talked about it too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, how, like, creepy to be, like, the last people to see him. 
Yeah, and just again, something so just it again is just that thing we've talked about this so many times of like just those kind of innocent moments that yeah. you wouldn't like, you know, like obviously him being far out at sea, you might be like, oh, he probably should come back in. Yeah. But like, you, then everything's fucking going. I actually had a weird story when I was in Byron Bay at schoolies, which for anyone that isn't Australian is like what you do at the end of school. Like it's spring like a holiday. Break, yeah. But for like, younger, yeah, spring younger. break. Exactly like that. And, um, and we were swimming at the beach um, and it was one of those unpatrolled ones and um, I was swimming out, like, just mucking around, whatever, and then, like, you can literally turn around and you are metres and metres and metres mm. further out than you Suddenly, thought you Suddenly, and it's fucking creepy. Yeah, and it was, like, that thing where I went, oh, shit, this isn't great, and started, like, doing my nippers training and yep. swimming to the side yes. of the rip. You never swim in. You swim mm. to the side if anyone wants a little quick surf lesson. <laughs> um, and it was that thing where you're, like, panicking a little bit because you're like, this could turn really fucked up. Mm. I'm getting very fu- – like, I was getting so far out that my friends were, like, little, oh. very small on the beach. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and obviously I got out of it because here I am mm. today. But, like <laughs> – Again, it could have gone either way. Like, it really could have gone either way. And shit like that happens all the time. And in the moment, you can think, oh, I'm probably going to be fine, you know? Mm. And then who fucking knows? So they would have, that would have been really fucking freaky for Marjorie and the gang. So many, like, moments of foreshadowing, you know? Yeah. But then they couldn't have known. You couldn't have known. And you couldn't have done anything either because you couldn't go out and help him because that water was fucked. And it was unpatrolled. Yeah. So. Because the last time it happened, he had a bunch of people with him in the water. Yeah. So they, like, pulled him to safety. Yeah. But, yeah, there wasn't much that, that could be done. Yeah. Silly Harold. He shouldn't have been sneaking he off to unpatrolled beaches. He was a dumb idiot. But I'm sorry that if he died, unless he's a mermaid under the water, in which case, <laughs> brilliant. Or unless he got put in a submarine and taken to China, in which case, brilliant. But you're kind of an asshole for yeah. sharing information. Or unless you're in France, France. Yeah. In which case... Bravo. Yeah. I love that one. I love that one too. Um, I'll put some pictures up. Because yes, please do. He was like, there's this famous pic of him in his little wetsuit <laughs> with his son's three wives who all look like fucking triplets. Oh, my God. I bikinis. remember this photo. Yes. Um, it's amazing. There's heaps of pics of him in like on the rocks and like this yes. wetsuit on and yeah, he's and that a real photo, he character. looks like such a like lethargic. Yeah, like he looks like, like oh yes, here I am with my daughters in law. Zara must babe. have just been like smoking, like she's probably, probably going to start fucking your daughters. In <laughs> yeah, <laughs> love her. Uh, well, my next episode is water themed. Yes, it's water is, month. Here. No, it's not. It's not water month. <laughs> it's definitely not water month. Actually, I have another water themed one coming up down the track. Yeah, you do. That's actually it is water month. It really the is water month. The next four are water themed. They are too. That's wild. That's weird. That's weird. I don't like that. We well, it's Australia. Did that. It's an island. Um, yes, I am doing the missing Patanella, mm. which was a boat that went missing in the eighties. Mm-hmm. Again, wild. Again, conspiracies. Yeah. You know, just a, one second it was there, next second it was gone. The yeah. Harold Holt of boats. The Harold Holt of boats, which <laughs> yeah. I think we'll probably end up saying next week. Okay. Bye. (laughs) Bye.